1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
0: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. <laughs> Brian Haydad, Sports Talk Mississippi, with us. David Smoke, 365 Sports. Jeff Levy, the head coach at Mississippi State in Starkville. Brian, uh, obviously with Mike Leach was there, and Mississippi State's had popular head coaches, but what were your thoughts about the arrival, the anticipation, and what appeared to be exhilaration about the hiring of Jeff Levy?
1: Well, for Mississippi State fans, they have just been crying out for offense for, for a long time. And even when Mike Leach was here, obviously the air raid is, is, is an offense that people know, but if you watch the, the film, I mean, that's not an explosive offense. They, they controlled the clock. They, they put together long drives. They just did it throwing the ball rather than handing off. It's been a long time. You may have to go back to state 2014 team that, finished, that was number one in the nation at one point to have a, a team that really could, could generate big plays. So Jeff Webby has come in. He's promising big plays. He's promising a lot of points on the scoreboard Mississippi state fans. I mean, Years it's been kind of boring. It's it's a grind. It's, it's it's tough to watch sometimes, especially for if you're if you're not a diehard fan. So Jeff Levy's here to bring some excitement, hopefully, to Mississippi State football and obviously some wins. What are your thoughts uh, on
0: what you he? Of course, we knew him when he was here at Baylor when they had the great run until everything fell apart, and then he's, he's bounced around. So he's kind of taken his time, along with some other former assistants, to move back up the ladder, Oklahoma, more recently. He was at Ole, uh, Ole Miss. Your thoughts about what he's done, his resume up until now?
1: Well, what I like about him is sort of two things. One, he's worked under two outstanding offensive coaches in Josh Heifel and Lane Kiffin. Those are two of the best play callers in college football. But then he went to Oklahoma and worked under a defensive head coach. So that was his offense. He was the one calling the plays and making those decisions. So, you know, sometimes when you work with a guy like Heifel or Kiffin, it becomes, well, it's their offense. And you, you get that, uh, that, that, that worry that he, is he really running the show. At Oklahoma, he was running that show offensively. The numbers speak for themselves. They were fourth nationally in yards and third in points. Uh, so I, I feel like his resume, his resume to me is better than what Dan Mullins was when Dan Mullen was hired in terms of work experience and and where he's been and and some of the programs he's worked at. Obviously, Mullen had won a national title as an offensive coordinator, and and Levy doesn't have that. But on the surface, I thought if State wasn't going to be able to get a sitting head coach, that Levy was probably the top coordinator available, and uh, they were able to reel him in. So,
0: what is the quarterback room right like? I, I thought I saw where Will Rogers is going to enter the transfer portal. What are they like at that position? And I'm sure no matter what it is, that Levy's going to bring in some talent to play that position.
1: Yeah, they're, they're light there right now because Will Rogers has made the move into the transfer portal. I don't expect him back at Mississippi State. His career as a Bulldog is over. Uh, and then Levy will have to go to the, the, quarter, the, the portal, like you said. He's got Mike Wright, who... You watch Mississippi State playing this year. I mean, the kid's a good athlete. I think he's a really good teammate, but he's not an SEC quarterback. That, that, I feel like I'm being kind when I say that. Then they had the kid who was a true freshman this year. It'll he uh, can, red, can redshirt. He'll be a redshirt freshman next year. Chris Parson, a four-star kid out of high school who has a lot of tools, but he's not ready to take the reins just yet. So, yeah, Mississippi State will definitely be into the transfer portal. Obviously, some people are going to list Dylan Gabriel's name there, the Oklahoma quarterback, but he might want to reunite with, with Levy as a as a grad transfer. That's some, that's some early rumor mongering there, but hmm. the state's starting quarterback is not at Mississippi State right now, so we'll see who that ends up being.
0: So, as far as what he can do, the, the, obviously, transfer portal opens up on December the 4th, although we see – quarterbacks and others right now already flooding at least announcing it does that give him enough time to grab somebody in the portal or a chunk of players and what the class will be when they have a signing day sometime in december
1: well they don't have any choice <laughs> he's got to get yeah. those guys <laughs> you know, the roster that that even if state let's say zacharnett had been really successful if they'd have been an eight or nine win team they were going to have to hit the portal hard this year anyway they brought back a lot of guys last year. They had a lot of super seniors and COVID seniors or whatever you want to call them. And so they were going to have to hit the portal in a big way anyway. But now with Levy coming in, I expect there to be a, a good bit of guys going out. I think State's going to look a little bit more this year like Ole Miss has looked the past couple of years in the portal. They may have to get 20 guys out of there on top of their, their signing class because they've just got a lot of holes to fill. This is it, It's not a rebuild because nowadays in college football with the portal – I don't know that you, know, you have to say, hey, it's going to take two or three years. I think you can flip your roster and be competitive back in, in one year if, if you do things right. But next year is definitely going to be a challenge for Jeff Levy in his first season at well just because he's going to have so many new faces.
0: Obviously, the tragedy and the loss of Mike Leach was stunning and, and it hit everybody, not just Starkville, Mississippi State, but college football across the country. Was Zach Garnett put in an almost impossible situation following him?
1: In some ways, for sure, because you know, in, in all situations, you never want to be the guy who follows the guy. Yeah. You always want to, try to make that, you want to have a gap in between them. But for Arnett, as a first-time head coach, who I mean, he'd only been at two programs ever, San Diego State and Mississippi State. And he, he did what he thought was the right thing, and I, I totally commend him for it. But some of the decisions he made, the decision to completely get away from the air raid when he had a roster that was kind of built to run the air raid, Uh, His choice of an offensive coordinator did not work out. And then Zach Arnett, the coach, you know, when he was the defensive coordinator here at Mississippi State, he was a fiery, excitable guy. And if you watched any Mississippi State games this year and saw Zach Arnett, he he was just very passive. Talking to him in the press conferences, it, it felt almost mechanical at times. He just wasn't himself, and I think he wasn't comfortable being the head coach at mississippi state so a really sort of an unfortunate situation but mississippi state planned for it if you look at the contract they had zach Garnett signed the buyout is minimal there's a mitigation clause they may get off the hook for less than a couple of million dollars here uh, it was it was obviously set up to to if, if he was good great we'll, we'll extend him and it'll work but if not we could parachute him out of there and get, get a new coach in after uh, one season
0: I saw the arrival of Levy and his family uh, into Stark Bowl, and of course, the AD. on everyone's shoulders. It was amazing. Uh, did he win the press conference?:
1: Yeah, 100 I mean, percent. He talked about scoring points. Mississippi State fans want to hear that. He talked about uh, you know, being, being an aggressive recruiting. Mississippi State wants to hear that. And he, and he got a, a little dig in at Lane Tiffin. And anytime time you can get a dig in at the Ole Miss head coach as a Mississippi State head coach, your, your fans are going to love you. He rang the cowbell. He looked – so yeah, I would say definitely he won the
0: press conference. So let's be honest. We know where he was, uh, when you mentioned UCF, and obviously Ole Miss Oklahoma. So he's been at some dudes now. And now it obviously in the sec with Mississippi state, uh, he was a part of the staff at Baylor that had great success. And then everything fell apart. Has that ever been brought up about what he was with? And I'm not trying to question Jeff Levy. Should he have a job or Kendall Bryles or Randy Clements or anyone else? I'm not, but was there any at all blowback from anybody?
1: From the fans on social media, just in my, my Twitter mentions, there were some, some fans who were just like, I don't like this. This is not what Mississippi State stand for. I tend to think that Mississippi, the most, most college football fans, it's not unique to Mississippi State when a coach comes in and there's some controversy, as soon as the season starts and he's winning games, that, that kind of just goes to the wayside. It's just the nature of, of college football. And then you have some people who maybe their principals won't allow it, and, and they'll they'll be upset about it. And I certainly understand that. You probably have some, some Auburn fans like that with you, Freeze. And yeah. you probably have – I mean, it's just everywhere. Um, but by and large, the, re- the reception has been very, very positive for Jeff Levy. Uh, and, you know, we were, like I said, when he was here at Ole Miss, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about this, this situation either. So – I think, by and large, he's going to try to put the past in the past. Now, we'll see if he does, you know, you think about what this past year when he brought Art Briles to to a game at Oklahoma and what a controversy that was. I would imagine Zach Selman, the athletic director, has been very specific in his desire uh, about not having uh, Art Briles around this program at this time. So we'll see if that, that is indeed the case i think by and large though it's been a very positive reception for
0: him. last thing brian haydad again with us uh, from sports talk mississippi jeff levy at mississippi state how critical was this hire anytime it's critical but with the expanded sec with texas and oklahoma the way things are going to change lack of divisions how critical was it was it for them to get this thing done
1: it, it, you really hit on it there. I mean, it's sort of a twofold fold thing. The, the expansion of the SEC is huge. College football, you know, it feels like it's shifting around. You don't ever want to be in a situation where people are talking about you, hey, if the SEC were to make some moves, they might kick your school out. You don't want to be that. You want to be winning games and being part of the conversation. But the other thing is, in this state, you know, the Hague Bowl rivalry really does define everything. And now Ole Miss has won 10 games, two of the last three seasons. You couldn't fall behind any further. So Mississippi State had to make a move. They hope that Jeff Lebby can bring the kind of success in that Dan Mullen did, uh, you know, almost, gosh, it's hard to believe it's been that long ago, since 2009. That's what they're hoping for for Jeff Lebby, Lebby that he can put a build on the success of the past and maybe take Mississippi State to a, a more consistent level uh, in the future.
0: I'm going to ask you about the college football playoff. You saw the latest rankings. Sure. I don't watch those anymore. I haven't, Brian, yeah. honestly, since the 2014, the first year, the TCU-Baylor craziness and Ohio right, State right. got in. And then they, but I don't watch them because I think it's made for TV, and I think they changed their narrative to change the narrative yeah. to create discussion. That's fine. It's an entertainment show. What are your thoughts about where everyone is now? Who is out among the seven or eight that have a chance that no matter what, what are your thoughts, how this is going to end up?
1: Well, I I agree with a lot of what you said. And I think that, you know, a lot of these athletic directors who have been on the committee kind of as a status symbol, you know, I wanted to say on the college football playoff committee, I can take those trips down to, to Texas and, stay at the fancy hotel and eat the big steak dinner well this saturday they're gonna have tough decisions to make and they're gonna have have unpopular decisions to make i think you know georgia would be in with a win i don't know that alabama is in with a win over georgia i don't know that for a fact which is crazy to say when you're saying alabama uh washington and oregon i feel like the pac-12 champion is going to be in michigan will beat iowa i think so they'll be in I think if the Florida state goes undefeated, they should be in. I understand that they're probably going to get waxed by Georgia in the first game, but they went 13 or no. You have to reward that. You the, the, games have to mean something. So a team like Texas is going to, you know, have a, a, a very big case to get in, especially without, if Alabama can win. Yep. But they may get left out and they may get left out at the expense of Alabama. And, it sucks because I, I love the 12-team playoff that's coming next year. I, I like the idea of having more opportunities for teams. I think it makes for more excitement. Uh, but somebody somebody is going to wake up Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon and look at these rankings and say, we got screwed, and they're going to be telling the truth.
0: I, I want chaos. And, and then what I also love are the possibilities that there are going to be maybe one or two what I call alpha bluebloods who are going to like – maybe not be enough of an alpha blue blood because they're going up against each other. Alabama, Texas beat them, but we all understand what it means. and all. It's going to be fun. Hey, Brian, thank you very much. Enjoy the, the Jeff Levy uh, tenure, and good luck to uh, Mississippi State, and thanks for your time. Brian Haydad, Sports Talk Mississippi on 365 Sports.